Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. I have a special program for you today. Today, I have a special guest. <laughs> I call him Brother Aaron. He works in my church. In fact, we are in my church. At the moment, we are, we are in the hall. And, um, you know, some months ago, Brother Aaron actually asked me some questions. And I decided that, you know, we could actually share this on, on the platform. And that's what we are going to do today. What we're going to do is that we are going to just have a, a program today where we talk around some, some question that I believe that it will be relevant to all of us. And really, this is going to be an interactive session and we just see how the Lord will help us. Praise the Lord. Yes. Right, Aaron. Okay. Thank you so much, Pastor Femi. Yes. So the first question I have is that, is it possible that God can speak through a person from a controversial translation? Now, I, I'll use the term loosely in the fact that um, maybe we don't know the intentions of the author, you know, for some translations, I understand that the author may have good intentions, mm -hmm. but might lose some essence okay. from the, from the actual, um, uh, truth. Okay. So I, so I was just wondering if it's possible that God can still speak through modern translations that mm -hmm. are losing their flavor, that are losing, that have lost, you know, um, some, I guess, power from the original okay. translations, if, okay. if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. And, and actually, you, you, you raise a very good point. I think the first thing we need to look at is to define that word controversial. Okay. Mm, okay. okay. I will separate between what we will call controversial translation and probably uh, translation that I will call uh, occultic. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me let me try and explain what I mean. There there are some there are some groups that are considered to be occultic that are not really Christian that mainstream Christian consider them to be occultic. For example, the Mormons. For example. Oh yes. They have their own Bible. Mm. Okay. For example, the Jehovah Witnesses. They have their own Bible. And the reason why I'm separating those one is because. Unfortunately, most of them have their own Bible because they want to smuggle their unholy doctrines mm. into the Bible. I mean, a good example is John 1.1 in the New World Translation of the, of the uh, Jehovah Witness. They said, in the beginning, there was a God. A God, yes, yes, I think I remember. And, and they tried to smuggle this a God into, uh, they, they clothe it in scholarship. Yeah, they, they, they make it so... Exactly. They make it sound as if like this was a scholarly, mm. a scholarly type of translation, which is not true. Mm. So you, you, so we definitely have some translations that are dangerous. Okay, mm. That's why I'm, I'm separating. They are dangerous because they were, they were written with hidden agenda. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because they want to smuggle their unholy doctrine. They, they want the Bible to give them, um, how will I put it now, to give them a reason for saying that what they were saying is right. Mm. Okay. So, so those ones I would definitely say for people to move away from that. Oh, definitely. I mean, unless obviously if one is using it with the grace of God to do a study, okay, mm -hmm. to try and expose some of those things. Oh, yes. So people need to stay away from those, those translations. That's, that's absolutely very yeah, important. Clear cut. Clear cut. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I've, I've read the word, the, the new word translation of the Jehovah Witness before, so I, I know what I'm saying. Mm. Okay. So we'll leave those ones. Now, then we'll come to this controversial one. Uh -huh, okay. Yes. All right. I think 
for, for us to actually be able to talk about this a lot, I think we need also need to talk about two, two issues. Number one, why do we have so many translations? That's okay. true, yes. Okay, um, number one. Uh, number two, why do we even have the translation of another translation? For example, <laughs> you have a King James, yes. and then you have the New, new King, King James. James okay? yes. You have the American Standard Version, then you have the New, new American, American Standard, Standard Version. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's very important. The truth is that we have different translations for quite a number of reasons. Sometimes it's because different people want their own translation. Oh, for example, mm -hmm. you, have, you, you have the Americans with their own translation, yes. you have the British with their own translation, mm -hmm. and also we have different Bible societies that also have their own translation. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you have the NIVs and you have the good news, oh, yes. and a whole lot of this actually come out from different you know, um, Bible society that want to print the Bible. So, mm -hmm. so we do have reasons why people have different translation. Also, obviously, mm -hmm. we then have translation of translation where people want to modernize the English. Yes. And that is where we have the authorized King James and then you have the new King James or you mm -hmm. have the modern King James. Essentially, the, the whole idea is for people to actually um, bring out the word of God in modern English. Modern times. So like maybe for younger people Absolutely. To, to understand. Understand. You compared know? to the old ye and thou and yeah. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. the thou, the dime. But we, we could argue whether the thou, the dime makes English difficult to read. Yeah. But that's for me personally, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't mind it. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. interestingly enough, some studies have actually shown that that children can actually quite understand the King James because, mm. because of the way it is written, it's poetic, the Definitely. way it is written, it actually makes it easy to, to remember it. But mm. yes, the, the truth is that people have this different transition to modernize it. Oftentimes, even this modern day translation, they were supposed to modernize the language of the previous translation. Mm. Unfortunately, history has shown us that that is not always the case. Mm, okay, see. sometimes they do change things. So, so th those are those are one group. Mm. Now, there is this bigger group, which is where the controversial one comes. Yes, in. I think okay. that's what I have. In yes, mind. and this mm. is where the bigger one comes in. So, I need to talk about the difference between translation mm. and paraphrase. Okay, I think people need to understand that not every Bible translation is really a translation. And this is very important. By definition, a translation is when a group of people, scholars, go back to the original language of the Bible. Yes. And they read the original language and they translate it word, word for, for word. word. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Phrase for phrase mm -hmm. from the original language into... English. Yes. Now, that is a translation. Exactly. Okay. Now, and good example of that, obviously, will be King James, King James. will be NIV, will be American Standard Version. Okay. Now, some of these versions are strictly word for word. And studies have shown that if you want to talk about translations that are really word for word, the American Standard Version comes first. Mm. Okay. Word for word. Yes, I've started to use it a bit more now. Okay, actually. absolutely. Yes. What for what? It's very beautiful. All right, it is. And then, and then King James is up on top there mm -hmm. yes. in translation that are word for word. Now, some of these translations also are combination of word for word and phrase for phrase. Mm. And that is when they are still good translation. And that is when you'll be talking about the NIVs. 
of this world and the good, good news Bible of this world. They are translation, word for word, phrase for phrase. Mm. Now, let's say the amplified version. Okay. Because I know that one is very expansive. Yes. So just for, I guess, for my benefits and yes. viewers benefits, that one, is that a translation? It says it's, it's a, a translation. translation. Ah, okay. In yes. fact, in fact, thanks for, for saying mm. that. In fact, amplified Bible is also one of the top translation mm -hmm. okay yes. and and the reason why the amplified bible is such a good translation is because because of the way the the hebrew and the greek word is sometimes it can be difficult to get one word mm. to translate or to bring the sense out yes exactly of some of these some of this word in in greek and mm. hebrew and that is what amplified does for us it gives you a flavor Mm. I mean, it, it obviously it's all in the name. It in amplifies, the, it, amplifies yes. it. Obviously, it then makes it a bit difficult to read it. To yes, because it's very, it's very lengthy. lengthy. Mm. Exactly, but amplifies a very good translation, mm. and and it brings out for us the difficulty that translators have to translate from the Hebrew Bible or the Greek Bible into English. Mm. English is not a very rich language. <laughs> For all, for, for all our pride, <laughs> actually, for all our pride, it's, it's not a rich language. I, mm. I mean, things that are expressed. I mean, let's, let's look, for example, love. Mm. We, everything is love in English. I love my yeah. wife. I love my book. I love my dog. I love, I love McDonald. Everything All is in love. the name of love. <laughs> but in Greek, there are different yes. words mm, different for categories. every category mm. of love. And, and, and this is why, why sometimes it can be difficult. So we're talking mm. about Amplify. And Amplify brings that out mm. brilliantly. Okay. Now, paraphrase. We are now getting into the realm of the message of this world, mm. translation of this world. Yeah. People that come out with this Bible, mm. they, they are very clear that they were not trying to translate the Bible word. Definitely. Word. I think that's very, very important. And that is what mm. people need to understand that, that these people, they, they don't set out to translate the Bible word for word. What they've t set out to do is to translate the Bible thought for thought. Thought for thought. Okay. Quick question. Yes. I'm going to question. Yes. Yes. Now, you you just mentioned now translating the Bible thought for thought. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a passage in Scripture that talks about any man who takes out okay. any word that's written in. I'm just paraphrasing. Yes. That, that yes. takes out any bit of um, uh, God, God's words. Mm -hmm. Will be um, will be judged. Will be judged. Oh, oh, yes. Or his part in eternal life yes. will be removed. Mm. And you're right. And this is this is why I separated first. Mm, yes, those dodgy group that mm. are definitely occultic, definitely that are, attacking, are, yeah. they are trying to smuggle mm. unholy thing into the Bible. They are trying to smuggle their own doctrine into the Bible. Now, the people that do the transliteration, they were mm. not trying to do that. They are honestly trying to act like pastors. Mm, okay, okay. Who what they are, they are, what they are honestly trying to do. Because some of the concept of the Bible may be strange mm. to some modern people. Yeah, that's, that's so what, what they are trying mm. to do is to take the language, the culture of the Bible, mm. and put it in a sense, in, if you like, in the, in the language of the marketplace. Mm. Mm -hmm. The only problem with that is that as honest as that is, yes. it has its very, very it has great drawback. Yeah. And I think as long as people understand that, I think my issue is that most people use them as if they are translators. 
translations. Translations, yes. And that is the problem. I'm trying to look for a, a mm. portion in in um, in the message. I mean, I, I love the message translation. I remember when this Bible first came out, it was so brilliant. But I am not blind to his drawback. It's not a translation. It's not trying to give me the original Bible word for word. You see, mm. the problem with that is this. Okay, one of the one of the way we study the Bible is by doing word study. Mm, yes. Okay. Word study. You you do word study. Now it's absolutely so difficult to do a word study with a paraphrase. Mm. Okay, because they, they are not using the original word of the Bible. Yes. And a whole lot of the fundamental teaching of the word of God actually hinges on you understanding the word that was used. If I can give an example, I want to read, and, and you'll find this interesting. This is from the message translation. Mm -hmm. I want to read Romans chapter 8 from verse 1. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, the faithful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifestyle of brutal tyranny at the hand of sin and death. Now, this is where I'm going. Verse 3. God went for the juggler when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on human condition, entered the disordered mess of strongly humanity in order to set it right once and for all. Mm. That, is, that is brilliant, but it's using a language that actually distracts a little bit from mm. when you read this from the original scripture. When we study the Bible, you must study the Bible using a translation. Okay, mm -hmm. you can support it with a paraphrase. The problem is if people use this paraphrase as a primary, like their foundation, like their number exactly. one, you know, it's going to hinder, it's going to restrict their understanding of the scripture. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit oh, that revealed the, reveal. the, the truth unto us. And it's absolutely fine if people read them in church. Mm. I mean that. I mean, like when Bra you see when Brabile, you know Brabile. Oh, Brabile, yes, he's been here. He will tell you. He will tell people to read from so many different translations. It, it brings the flavor mm. out. I think people just need to understand that they are paraphrase, know what they're about, mm. and use them like yeah. that. I think once people understand the tools that they use, absolutely. Like, once yeah. they understand, understand mm -hmm. the sort of. I guess, sort the word of God that they're mm -hmm. using, you know, once they trace the origin, mm -hmm. I think they'll be able to, you know, make a better judgment on, on what to base their mm -hmm. study on. I mean, one of the things you will say in the scripture is that when you, when you look at the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you see that sometimes some of the things he said hinges on a particular word. word yes. The or a particular keyword, key mm -hmm. and it actually shows how important it is to be able to understand the word as it came out originally. Mm, exactly. Okay. And this is this is what we are saying. This is not. This is absolutely not a case against paraphrase. No, Definitely. it is not. It is understanding using the right tools. Okay, because if we use the wrong tool for the wrong job, we are mm. going to get the wrong result. It's really knowing which tool to use and knowing how to combine 
yes. these two together. They are helpful. Ultimately, they are helpful as long as we use the right tool and as long as we use the right combination of two. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.